You are listening to episode 38 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where April shares her confidence story that took her from 500 a month to 12,000 a month. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Hey, my confident coaches. I could not be more excited today because I'm about to bring you my very first interview. That's right. It's a chance for you guys, all you coaches out there, to hear a true tale from the Confident Coaches Files and actually get a chance to listen to the experience of one of my clients, one of my favorite clients. I mean, but is that kind of like saying one of my favorite children? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. I love all of my clients for a myriad of reasons. So you're going to hear from April Price today. Now, April hired me last August when I was still only offering one-on-one coaching. And then as her one-on-one coaching was ending, my very first Confident Coaches group mastermind was starting. That was in January. So she worked with me for a full year, half as one-on-one and then half in the group program. So I really love that she got to experience both sides of the coin and What I love most, though, is that when we started working together, April was making $500 in a month. And she will even tell you that $300 of that was pity money. It's my favorite part of her story. From $500 to she had a $12,000 month in June. So that is what is possible in one year. We know it to be true because that's April's story and April is getting ready to tell her story. So her story is amazing. And it's not just because it was just sunshine and roses the whole time. You're going to hear how her brain fought her the entire way. How her inner cave woman had a whole lot of things to say. You're going to hear how she struggled to believe she had much value to offer other people. How she had to work through, and she's still working through, her money stories, including this belief that she had that making money wasn't for her. Mm -hmm. Has she checked her bank account recently? That's what I thought. And you're also going to hear the two thoughts that she relied on through the entire past year to help her create what she wanted. So friends, grab your pen and paper because April's about to drop some seriously golden nuggets your way. Dear listeners, you are listening to an interview with my client, April Price, who I started working with last year. Now, April is, she runs April Price Coaching. And she helps Christians create the best possible earth life experience, which I just love how she phrases that. (laughs) I also know that I had to ask her what she wanted to say because like so many coaches, who you are and how you help them can change. And I know April certainly has, and we might talk about that too. But my first interview, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> for allowing me to not know what I'm doing and talk to you anyway, friends. I that's think what- you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so anybody out there going like, oh, I have to be so like polished, etc. Let this recording be. This is my first interview ever, like possibly in my entire life. And I am using my own principles right now of like, well, <laughs> let's see where it goes. So first of all, tell me a little bit like, 
everybody comes to coaching for different reasons, right? So everybody that you will hear on this podcast and interview will be most likely a life coach. Most people listening are life coaches. So tell me a little bit about like, how did you become a coach? Yeah, that's a good question. So before I found coaching, I was completely miserable. And I just had kind of like settled into midlife. I was like overweight. I was heavily in debt. I was disappointed in the way that I was mothering. I was like, I feel like I was failing at everything. I had all these dreams and goals I had never achieved. And I was like, I have failed at life. (laughs) And then I was like, well, I guess I just have to like endure the rest of it, right? And like just get through it. And then I found a coach. Actually, I found it through a nutrition coach. And I started to change my life by changing the way I thought about myself and my body. And then as I started to get some traction there, I thought, well, maybe, just maybe I could change something else, right? And so I was like, okay, well, the next big thing is money. And so I started to think, how can I change my money? And at the time, I was following a girl on Instagram and she was like, one day she just posted this thing. She was a finance girl. And anyway, one day she's like, hey, I just listened to this podcast by Brooke Castillo. And I binged the first 10 episodes and you guys got to listen to this. Yeah. Like, yep. I was now, just like, now, <laughs> when was this? Like, when, when was this? Yeah. So this would have been January of 2017. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So only yeah. three and a half years ago. Or no, it wasn't even Amy. I'm sorry. It was 2018. Oh my goodness. I know. Two and a half years ago. I know. Holy cow. Yeah. It's so crazy. That is amazing. I had the same thing happen. It was, but it was like a friend and this was summer of 2015. And she was like, you know, I was already (laughs) coaching, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Like I was like, I think I'm coaching, but like people are hurting, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And she was like, I found this podcast and I just feel like she talks about what you talk about, but in a different way. And I think it went in and same thing, like the rest was history. And that was 2015. <laughs> Wasn't that so funny? Oh and my here's gosh. something that you just said that I think is so crazy. You were like, I failed at life and I guess I'm just going to endure the rest of it. Yep. <laughs> now, <laughs> you don't have to tell me your age or anything, but like, can you give me an idea of like ballpark age when you were thinking along this lines? Yeah, I was just... Early 40s. I remember turning 40 and being like, well, maybe, well, actually, to tell you the truth, I had really poor health at the time. And I was like, all right, well, luckily, I'm probably going to die young. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, I can't even tell you. I I often say, like, when I first came to coaching, you know how we talk about how it's 50-50? When I came to coaching, it was like 80-20, 80% like horrible. Oh my goodness. And 20% like, okay, we're still here, right? We're still here. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's so important. (laughs) Like when we're thinking about our story and I wanted to start with your story because I think it's really important for all life coaches to think about that their clients, their potential clients are living in a story right now too. And how many people out there now are very, very similar. Like I would say I got into coaching late 30s, but I didn't, it really wasn't until early 40s when I actually started applying the work. So yeah. then I think about people who are writing off their life, like yes. this is just how it is. Yes. 
and they're doing this in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. Like they're all these ages. And I just think it's so important to remember that there are people out there right now who have written off the rest of their life at like 38 years old. It's it's really true. You're like, well, I guess this is it, right? I I can't expect much more, right? Right? And it's like either life has disappointed us or like we're so disappointed in ourselves that we're like, I can't imagine ever being good, right? So I know. So I jotted that down because I think that's something to remember when we are all up in our head about like – sharing this post on Facebook or going live on Instagram for the first time. We're all wrapped up in our own head. It's true. And people are just in pain. (laughs) People are just in pain, right? (laughs) Offer some relief, right? Exactly. Perfect. Offer some relief. So you and I, I can't even remember how we met. (laughs) I just know that I was on the phone with you. It's been about a year. Was it last July? Yeah. Yep. The end of July. End of July. Okay. That, you know, you took me up on an offer. I'm always offering. So important note, my friends, I did not know April Price was a human that existed until she took me up on my offer, but she knew who I was. So thank goodness I was always showing up for her to be able to take me up on an offer when she was ready. So it's been about a year. Now, tell me, like, let's share with the audience a little bit about where were you a year ago? Like, what were so you doing? Where I were was, you in your coaching I was business? in coach training. I had about, well, probably two months to go in training. And my mentor at the Life Coach School, Chris Plackey, such a- Love Chris. I Shout know. out to Chris Plackey. Yeah, She's like, hey, you all, if you don't have a personal coach, you need to get one. Right? right? Like you can't be a personal coach if you've never had a personal coach. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to find one. <laughs> I remember this story now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember I'm, going, thank you, Chris Blackie. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what do I need work on? For sure it was my confidence. So mm-hmm. yeah, I came onto that call as like already a yes. Oh, friends, <laughs> get to some potential clients that are already a yes. Before they even come on. So to be clear, you started working with me a year ago when I didn't have the Confident Coaches program yeah. just yet. I didn't yeah. have the group program. It right. was just one-on-one program at the time. So just for the audience's knowledge, you did then re-sign into the group program. So you were a member of my very first group starting in January. So give us a little bit about when we first started coaching, where were you in your business, like number of clients, dollars-wise? However you want to. Yeah. So I went back and looked and I had made like $500 and like 300 of it was from my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sister. You're good. Yes. Paying me to coach her. And then I had a bunch of free clients that I was working on through certification, but I was completely terrified to charge money. Yeah, why? Right? <laughs> I'm going to try not to get like into it like a coaching. Yeah, tell right? me about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I just had zero confidence that like what I had to offer was of value, that I could exchange money for what I knew. <laughs> and so like I remember on that first call, you were like, well, what's your goal? And I was like, um, what? <laughs> like, Do you remember that? I know. I remember being stunned into silence, like a goal. Like, I don't know. I just want a life coaching business. I thought I would just get a life coaching business, right? 
<laughs> and you were like, well, what's your 90-day goal? And I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to have to do this? <laughs> yes. It's a little shock to the system, right? When you're like, no, I just want a life coaching business. What are you talking about? Signing clients and making right. money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So, and I remember my very first goal with you was I wanted to get six clients at $500 a piece. And I was mm -hmm. like throwing up at that goal. Mm -hmm. I remember. Now, I'm going to frame this with a little bit of foreshadowing so that people can know, like, we're going to come back to this moment here. But can you tell me, like, it's, we're recording this towards the end of July. So I don't know what numbers you want to share with me exactly. Yeah. But where are you now? So since then, I have made over $52,000. Okay. So you hear that, my friends? All right. So <laughs> I got over from... my fears. <laughs> <laughs> right. And last month, did you have? Last month, I made over 12 in one 12. month, right? Okay. And I think the first six months after I graduated, I made 18. And then I made like almost that last month. I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe. I just think like as you watch my revenue numbers, like if we put it in a graph, yeah. they are a direct representation of my belief in myself and my belief in my ability to create a business. And they just yeah. follow that exact track. It's almost like my thoughts create my results. <laughs> <laughs> All right. April just gave away the secret to the universe. Parents. Did you catch that? Yes. So right? here's what I find amazing because you're right. When you came to me, like you had made a whopping $500 Yes, it was pity. <laughs> yeah, pity money from your sister. We love the pity money from relatives, but it was pity money from our sister. You know, free clients. And I do remember that in the very beginning that your brain was like, you want me to what? When it was like, you're doing the same thing too for your clients too. No matter what avenue, no matter what totally. niche you're working in, it's like, yeah, what's your goal? It's so much more about why the goal is there to help us figure out where your lack of belief is. It's to help us figure out. Totally. What kind and of your belief yeah. that you could create what you wanted. You could create anything you want, whether like you said with my clients, it's just happiness and solid relationship and to be out right. of debt or lose weight, whatever. Right. And for me, it was like, I have enough value to create a business here. Yeah. I do remember that initial goal of six clients at 500 <laughs> each. And I was like, are we sure? Just 500? Okay. Oh, man. That yeah, was... we'll, we'll get there to the point of... So tell me about getting those first six clients at 500 each. So yeah. So I got the first six clients in like less than 30 days, right? And I was just like, oh my gosh, right? And I remember like talking to you in the Slack channel and saying like, I made my goal, right? And thinking you'd be like so proud of me. And you're mm -hmm. like, I think you should double your goal. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, understand what we're talking about. She made a 90-day goal of six clients at $500. And then she did it in less than 30 days. Like understand where I'm coming from too. She hit her goal in a third of the time than we had given her. Yeah. Yeah. Was... So here's the interesting thing that I want to know. How do you think you created that? Like we know it's your thoughts create your feelings, right? By the way, friends, if this is your first podcast episode and you have no idea what I'm talking about, your thoughts 
create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions, which create your results. So what you think is what you're going to see in your life. So I actually went back last night and looked through my notes with you. It was such a such a journey through the drama. I loved it. But anyway, yeah. I had these thoughts from one of our very first session. The only thing I have to be good at is feeling and failing. Yes. I had that on my wall for so long. And then the other one that was up there all the time was my number one job is to believe I can help people. Like I kind of thought my number one job before that was to like do all these actions, maybe learn Facebook ads, maybe figure out how to like do a webinar, all the, which there's a place for all of that. But like that thought, my number one job is to believe I can help people. Like it turns out that was the most critical thing that I could have done and that I did do. So good. Like, and it's so interesting because our brain is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's my thoughts. But tell me about Facebook ads. <laughs> right. Wait, shouldn't I take another course, please? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what do I need to do this week? Mm-hmm. My number right. one job is to believe I can help people. Right. Yeah. So good. So when I said, when you were <laughs> expecting the celebratory party, and I was like, mm, why don't we double that? Yeah. I then remember being happened? so mad. I talked to my husband. I'm like, can you believe this lady? <laughs> I wanted a gold star. I mean, I cheered you on. I celebrated you. Oh, I you. know. I'm teasing you. I, I was just like. gold star for about half a second before I ripped it off and said, yep. great. <laughs> no, totally. There was like a woohoo and then like some celebratory emojis and then, hey, I think you should double your goal. So yep. double my goal. I was like almost there. I was like one client for my goal and I was like sharing it with you and you were like, I think you should double your price. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. We're just going to double and double and double for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like, I'm laughing because I remember like, I knew from the second I met April, I don't know if you guys have picked up on it by now in this far into the podcast, but like, like, don't you love her? Like, I knew from the beginning that this, like, here was a woman who had such a gift for like deep intellect, thought, plus the combination of joy and happiness. By the way, if you all don't know, her podcast is 100% awesome because she is 100% (laughs) awesome. And so to me, it was so obvious that she should be charging twice as much and be looking for twice as many clients that I thought I was just stating the obvious. But I think for coaches, also, it's our job to see that potential in our clients, even when they can't to say, this is so good. Now, what do you think about this? Yeah, and totally. I think there's, there's a fine tune that we're not constantly moving the goalposts. We want to make sure that we are celebrating you while also saying, see, this is what you're capable of doing when you change your thoughts. I couldn't agree more. The thing is, what made you a great coach is that like every time you asked a question, like, what do you think about this? Why don't we double it? Why don't we double the price? It was like, Just the only thing it was doing was pushing on my own limiting beliefs that I didn't even know they were there until you said a question. Then I was like, well, I can't do that. And there it was. There it was. Right. And so like that was the power of coaching. And that's why like it was so transformational for me. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, and again, we know it was your thinking, but really thinking about some of those obstacles you were facing as you were hitting these goals as we were 
setting new ones as you were moving forward? Because obviously at this point, we just finished working together last month. So we worked together for almost a full year. Really think about what were some of the obstacles that you found yourself struggling with? I think for me, and you'll remember this vividly, was my mm-hmm. own emotional childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just mm-hmm. so, <laughs> like, I just wanted it to be easy. I couldn't figure out, like, this shouldn't be so hard, right? I couldn't believe that it was going to require this much discomfort. Yes. You actually helped me create a podcast and a whole part of a module inside Confident Coaches about the discomfort of belief. Because you're like, if I believe, why do I feel so terrible? Oh, I was so uncomfortable. And as I went back last night and read through my notes, I was like, oh my gosh, it was just like this like log of discomfort. <laughs> like, yeah. I was so uncomfortable. I remember at one point I was in a cut with my nutrition coach. And I remember just like texting her and saying, look, I'm done with this cut. I have so much negative emotion in my business right now that I can't be hungry on top of it. Like, this is not working. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be hungry too. Come on, lady. I can only deal with one thing at a time. I, I mean, I really was. It was just like consumed with visibility shame. What do you mean by visibility shame? Just like putting myself out there and what people would think and yeah. So, so what'd you do about that? <laughs> I felt my feelings. <laughs> How many times in my notes did it write in capital letters? Feel your feelings. <laughs> yeah. I just had to really lean in. And when shame came up, I had to be like, hello, friend. I got to be like friends with it. Like I knew it was coming. It was just part of the deal. It just made peace with it. Yeah. I also remember one of your obstacles being once I stopped doubling your goal every time you hit it, but I want to be clear that all of this was happening in the first 90 days. Like she met all of her goals. So we were still in the original 90 days. And I was like, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do this. Right. So like, but once we passed that point and you did raise your price and you were kind of more steady flow and all of that, you realized that you had surpassed your original. Yeah. Right. You're like, I remember thinking like, wait a minute, it really is all up to me then? And that's kind of scary. Like, it's kind of comfortable for us to be able to believe that like, we're limited by things outside of us. And once I hit those goals, I like actually made all my money back from certification, like something that I thought, well, maybe if I try hard, I can do in the first year, right? Like all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, that means it really is up to me. And that was sort of terrifying because- like, then it's like, oh my gosh, like anything is possible and it's only up to me. I don't know how yes. to explain that better, but. Well, this is really common in yeah. this idea of. Like your greatness kind of terrifies you. Your power yes. kind of terrifies you, right? You're like, well, then I could just put anything in there. Wait a minute. I'm just me. Why should I have that kind of power kind of thing? There's a little bit of awe. There's just enough awe yeah. in it. That well, it's at the not- beginning, it's awe. And then okay. all of a sudden, you start hitting the goals, and it's like, that's where the terror came for me. Right. It's like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I really am this powerful. And then that brings on a new layer of discomfort that we aren't expecting because we think hitting these goals is going to be sunshine and roses and feel yes. like nothing but amazing. So how did you work through that? I mean. Okay. So 
one of the things that you had me do in our coaching was to write a letter to future me, like the one that had like done all the amazing things, right? From where I was. Anyway, last night I found that and I just want, I'll just read you like part of it. <laughs> and maybe that oh, will fun. We'll, we'll just tell you like, it says, I wonder why I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> and then I asked myself, do you remember feeling this scared? Right? Do you remember how incapable you felt about all of it? And then I wrote, I want you to know that the steps I'm taking now are not easy, but I'm willing to take them anyway. But just for the record, the life and business and practice you have now is because of what I'm willing to do now. You owe me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. I do remember this because I also remember... I'm going to butcher this, so I'm not even going to try to get it right. But it was a meme that I saw from a writer named Sam Lamott. It's Anne Lamott's son. Yes. Basically said, you better freaking be happy about what I'm doing now because this sucks. And it just yes. is this idea of like for this future version of you. And there is kind of like, a, I hope you are enjoying the benefits of this work <laughs> I'm doing now. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like when I'm terrified in the present... I recognize, okay, the work I do to work through this fear is for her. Yes. The work you do now to work through this fear is for future you. So good. Oh, my goodness. And this is also just bringing to mind because we're both moms. And I think about the work that we're doing is not only for like, think about that discomfort. Think about all of the discomfort that you've overcome in the past year to, you know, be able to bring in, you know, have $12,000 months. And I want to talk a little bit about your money story too, because that's some work that we did on in coaching also. But I think about like, I'm doing this for future me. And then there's also like, we have these eyes that are watching us. Yeah. It's funny because I always put my money goal for the month on my board kind of by my computer so that I have it in mind. And anyway, one day my son came in and he was like, what's this? You know? And I like told him, oh, that's my goal for the month. And he's like, in one month? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, he's young. So that looked like a lot of money. Right. But, yeah. but I was like, yeah. And he just looked at me like, you can do that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, it was pretty cool, right? It is pretty cool to be able to show our kids that, you know, I don't know about you, but I didn't have out-of-the-box examples. There was definitely a, this is how, quote-unquote, success means. It was pretty much just one path. Yeah. For me, I actually grew up in kind of an entrepreneurial family, but oh, I had no idea what they went through, what my parents went through, what my dad went through. Like it has given me so much respect. I'm like, oh my gosh, the terror that you have overcome, right? Yes. And he, they had nine children when he started his business. I mean, oh I, the faith and the belief that that had to have taken. So it does really like, I think, affect generations. It helps me appreciate where I came from, but also I think will influence the generation coming. Yes. And it's been a couple of years since somebody put it into that perspective for me of not only are we like my grandparents' generation is not still here, but my yeah. you know, my mom's, you know, my yeah. parents' generation is still here. So they're seeing something that's possible that yeah. didn't occur to them. And then my children and their children, like and yeah, we're talking about 
isn't that so fascinating just to think about that yeah. life coaching can create generational change, not just yeah. me sitting here in my office today and I just want to feel a little bit better. Yeah, totally. Right. It's up leveling everything. Yes, which is a great segue into, I know, another obstacle that you've had to overcome is around money and your mindset about being a woman and a mom who makes $12,000 in a month. Yeah, totally. I had never expected to make money. My husband and I kind of, I don't know if we even said it, but it was kind of understood. I'm going to raise the kids and you're going to work and that's how it's going to be, right? And so I never had the thought you know, and that I needed to or that I should. And so when I started making money, I was like, wait, this isn't for me, right? And I didn't even know that belief was in there. It wasn't like my husband gave it to me. It wasn't even, I don't know where it came from, just in the water kind of thing, like you say. But like, I just sort of believe I had that kind of like, this isn't for me, right? Or I'm not one of those women, so interesting. Yeah. I'm not one of those women. Yeah. What did that mean? Yeah. It just meant like, I thought women who made money, like were all this ambition and I didn't think that I had that. Turns out I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I just had these stories that like, that wasn't for me. Yes. And now I'm like, I can influence in all the ways, right? Yes. I can put my money towards causes I support. I can like show my kids how to make money. I can like, yeah, money isn't everything and I can influence in other ways, but I just love the idea that like you can influence in every way. It's so good. Talk about generational change right there, yeah. right? Like thinking yeah. about how many women there are right now. I mean, it's the year 2020 and you would think that we would, you know, kind of be not have that mindset still. I mean, my mom was a working mom. I wasn't a working mom, but you know, I had the degree and all of that. But I do think about out there this idea of, I think we hear it often, even today, when a young girl dreams of success and I want a big house and this and that, and they still hear, well, you better marry rich or something. Yeah. Or they hear at least... I feel like the message is like, well, don't get your priorities mixed up. Yes. Like, like, that's all well and good, but like, that's not the top priority. And truthfully, it's not, but it kind of talk makes you feel like it shouldn't even hit the radar at all. Right, right. It's not something, and I think money work, which in the confidence program, it comes up for enough people that it's something that we talk about. I have had to do enough of my own work on that, but just to really see of the ideas that we have about money, who's allowed to make it. If you do make it, what that means about you. Are you a good steward of your money? You better be a good steward of your money. And how many people are, I just want to help people. The money's not important. And yeah, but the money is so important for them. It is so yes. important for them to be able to get what they came for. If they don't exchange that energy, it's so hard for them to like the time and the discomfort, right? Like the money right. is just like the holding place for like the discomfort that they're later going to pay, right? It's just oh. hold space for that. Oh, 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 I love how you said that. That was so good. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. The money is the holding place for the discomfort. Yeah. Oh, right? it's kind of like, this is how I signify to the universe that I'm willing to become a different person. And that's a tough price to pay. And so the money is just like 
the easy part of that, I think. Oh my goodness. That is so good. Yeah. And and really seeing, I think one of the biggest gifts that life coaching has brought to me is just the learning more about money. My thoughts about money are no different than my thoughts about anything else. And that money is just, when we view it as just energy and, and an exchange of value, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's money and what it can allow for us to do. And what is it allowing? Has it impacted your family? So I've used all my money to invest back in my business, but I feel like that impact has been like so incredible, right? I'm able to invest in the coaching that I need to create the business that I want. Now, I have plans, believe me, right? Like I have things that I want to do for my family, with my family. But at this point, I'm pretty much investing back into my business. I told myself my first year is going to be a break-even year. And so I've just been investing in me and my coaching and and my belief and, and all of that. So good. I definitely followed the same path and was very, very grateful for this past year when yeah. my husband, he actually started back at a new job today, which is Ooh. actually, you're the first person really kind of outside the family that probably even knows that, by the Yay. way. I mean, I just shared with everybody. <laughs> but there was, you know, two months there where, thank goodness yeah. I had done that work for myself because the past two months have not been a hardship on us because- yeah. My husband was able, not able, that sounds weird. My husband was able to lose his job and it was not a financial yeah. struggle in any way, shape, or form. And I thought, holy cow, that, it's like my future self didn't even know. <laughs> it's like yeah. my future self did know and I didn't know. Yeah, like, you're like, man, I'm glad I showed up for myself. I know, yeah. I'm so glad. Like, right. I'm thinking back to that note you wrote to future you and right. she's like, yeah, quit your belly aching. You're going to be so glad. <laughs> So thinking about the Competent Coaches program itself, I teach in depth the five steps and you have access to that program now to be able to use those five steps. Is there one that you really found that you used more than another? And just for edification, again, I repeat this all the time on the podcast, but I in case anybody's listening for the first time, you know, it's believing you can do something you've never done before. It's learning how to embrace the discomfort of doing those things you've never done before. Step three is becoming your own best mentor, all of that nice future you work that we do. Number four is having your own back, how not to trash talk yourself because you're going to start making new decisions and it's not all going to work. And then step five is how to keep going, how to evaluate, how to stop the mini quits and the small quits on yourself. So, was there one that you really found yourself leaning onto or leaning into? Yeah. So I had a really hard time picking one because I'm like, I use all of these all the time. But I was thinking about like, okay, during our mastermind, I think the one that I used the most during the mastermind was having your own back. I feel like I got so much better at not trash talking myself. And like when those self-sabotaging thoughts come in, it was like, I see you, I hear you, and I don't have to believe you, right? Like I just kind of learned how to draw the line in the sand and like, no, we're not doing that anymore, right? Where I felt like I was at a place in my belief and feeling the discomfort that I was finally like, wait a minute, I don't have to feel every discomfort when it's just crap my brain is giving me. That I can just say, no, thank you. That right there is so good. The difference between the discomfort that you need to lean into and the discomfort that's like, no. 
We're not yeah. go- We've been down that alleyway multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I, keep I go like, down there, I get beat up. I'm not yes. going down there anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. It's exactly. It's like that difference between like, oh, this is discomfort I've been avoiding. I've yes. just discovered it. I need to lean into it. Yeah. Versus this is me just beating the crap out of myself. This is the dark alley that my brain takes me down. I've been down it enough times. I'm not going down that alley anymore. Yeah, totally. Yes. So what did you have to figure out on your own? So I figured out that it's my business, right? Like we get so much advice. You should do it this way. You shouldn't do it this way. You should offer it this way. You should sell it this way. The thought that helped me the most was I know my business the best and I know what to do. So whenever I had a question, I would go back to that thought. I know my business best. I'm the CEO. I know what to do right? And then I tried to figure out what it was from there. So good. Yes. And I think that is really right there. Yeah, because Um, there are a million things you have to figure out on your own. There are a million things. But if you believe that there are lots of ways to do it, and I'm going to figure out the best way for me, Mm -hmm. then like you can overcome any obstacle. And you don't always have to be like wondering, am I doing it wrong? Of course not. It's my business. I know exactly what to do here. Yes. That is huge work. That's part of that leaning on future you that at the end of the day, the best mentor is you because I have no idea what's best for your business. You might have lots of thoughts and opinions. I might say you should double your price. I might say you should... But it's always up to you whether or not you're going to run with the crazy ideas your coach has, right? Yeah. Yeah. And really ultimately finding that feeling. Yeah, just trusting yourself, right? That's what you have to figure out on your own is you have to learn to trust you. So like, where are you now? Like, what do you see for yourself in the next year? I am going to make 100K before the end of this year for sure. Yeah. I love it. I know. So for sure that. And then I don't know. I got a book in the works. Well, it's a book I'm working on with a friend, but basically the idea is they have had some incredibly difficult circumstances, Mm -hmm. but that has not created their results as we know, right? And the way that they think about the circumstances of their life have made all the difference. And so I'm working on that. Oh, so good. And you have a podcast called 100% Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So you, like, obviously you are helping, you know, Christians creating the best possible earth life, you know, earth life experience while they are here. So is it more general life coaching? Yes. Yeah. It's general life coaching. I coach everybody on everything, really. Yeah. Just their own limiting beliefs that are getting in the way of a life that they really love. Okay. I think especially as Christians... We have so much shame and guilt that we're doing it wrong, that we shouldn't be sad, that it shouldn't be 50-50 for us somehow, that I just think like that layers on a whole nother level of misery that is totally optional that we can remove. It's so good because I right at the beginning, you were telling us, you know, life is (laughs) 50-50, but in your mind, it shouldn't be 50-50. It should be like 80-20. And for you, it was 80-20, but it was the other way. You were more miserable than happy because you were trying to be more happy than miserable. Totally. And I, 
I often like Brooke always says like if it's not 50-50, it's because your goals aren't big enough. And I can like swear to that, right? So when I first found coaching, I was at 80-20, 80 bad, right? Mm -hmm. And then I found coaching. I was like, oh my gosh, my life is amazing. And it was like 80-20 the other way, 80% amazing, right? And then I started life coach school (laughs) and I Mm -hmm. became a life coach and I started my own business and I was like, Hello, 50-50. Hello, 50-50. I think this is a great point of like every time we start to think about like, you know, things are pretty darn, you know, this is kind of a little easy now. And it's like, oh, maybe it's a little too easy. Maybe I'm not challenging myself. Yeah. I think if you're really working in your business, it's for sure 50-50. Yeah. Every time I start to think that it's not anymore, (laughs) I'm like, then, oh. I'm feeling a little complacent, apparently. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm getting a little too comfy where I am. Right. And then your coach says, I think you should double that goal. <laughs> Yo, now, or if you're my coach, she says, I think you should keep the money goal exactly where it is and do it instead with no hustle and only ease. That's my coach's goal for me this year. And you want to know what I was like, oh, that's barely a goal. Do you know how hard it is? You're like, oh, the discomfort of sitting still. <laughs> the discomfort of ease. Like I have like friends. I'm not entirely sure when this podcast episode is coming out, so I'm not sure what order you will hear them in, but I already have like, did you know you can find discomfort and ease? Because I'm yeah. totally in it right now. <laughs> yeah. We're used totally. to like the hustle of like getting your business up and running and well, striving. yeah, and especially you've been in it for the last couple of years for sure. So this is a whole new ball this is game. a whole new ball game. She's like, let's not make any more money, and let's make the same amount of money but with only ease. And I was like, can I double my goal instead? <laughs> can I double the money? You're like, instead? I know how to hustle, <laughs> right? <laughs> So from your experience, obviously, you know, you've had an amazing year. Like when I'm yeah. talking to you here, I'm like, this has been 12 months. Yeah. Like it took me three years <laughs> to get what you've created. Like, so I'm sitting here going, this is fantastic. You were able to create this in just a year where you now can, you know how to, you know, rev up the engine, pull it back if you need to. You've leaned into so much discomfort. You've worked through still, I'm sure, part of your money story and the discomfort of believing, the leaning into how powerful you are. So as I surmise all of that, and I kind of like, what goes through your head when I share all of that? Yeah, like I am like just like kind of in awe, right? Like it's just like astounding the capacity we all have. And I think that's really that the power of coaching, the power of the mastermind that like brings that out. Now, of course, you as my coach didn't do the work, but you like challenged my thinking enough so that I could create it and so that I could do the work and so that I could stop buying my own excuses and stop like giving in to my own fear. And like, if we can get rid of the excuses and the fear, like our capacity to create is just incredible. So good. I love that, our capacity to create. It's so good. Like if you could share something that like either you want the listeners to walk away with or something that if your future you could have spoken directly into your brain 12 months ago, what would you share? Yeah. So I would probably say that the only thing between you And the life you want, the coaching practice that you want, 
is your belief. Like, I know you think it's all the things, but if I was talking to you, I would say, April, the only thing between you and the life you want is your belief. So good. My number one job is to believe I can help people. That's right. That's right. So, so good. All right. So how would you, I would love for people to, like, if you're listening to April yeah. right now and you want to hang out with her, you totally should want to. Yeah, so it's like fun. how Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> She's fun. I do miss talking to her every single week. I'm going to be honest with you. I always knew you were going to be looking lovely and smiling and also going, oh. Yeah. And also in a bit of emotional childhood. And, and also, like, I knew you were going to come into the call, like, I don't want to do this and leave the call, like, yes, all right, let's go. Totally. So how can people connect with you? Okay, so you can find me at my website, aprilpricecoaching.com, or you can listen to my podcast, the 100% Awesome Podcast. <laughs> 100% Awesome. I love it so much. Yeah. April, thank you, my thank friend. Thank you. So it was so confused. fun to... Like walk through my journey and kind of think about like how did this happen? Wow. So it's pretty fun. It is really fun when you think like, oh my goodness, I created this. I had something that hit me today. I was reading my an email from my own coach and she had a line in there about, you know, I am a self-made millionaire. And I was literally like, what? How did she, what? She, wh- how did she? And then it occurred to me, we are all self-made. Like, yeah, that's such a powerful thought. I, you're right. I read that email too. I was so pumped after I read that. And then just for you to tie that in right now, like, I'm a self-made 50K coach. Like, yes. that's so cool, right? Yeah, I was and like, this I'm is just self- the beginning. Yes, yes. I was like, I'm a self-made multiple six-figure coach. Yeah. I made that. And then I think that's Out what of that nothing. Is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like... I know. I read that today. And of course, I know what she's created. I know what I've created. I knew what you've created. Like, I'm so in tune with where all my clients are and where my mentors are. But there was just something about the phrasing of that where I was like, we created that. And so I think that's right there. Just realizing that you have created $52,000 in your business. You're going to 100% on track to hit that six figures by the end of this year. No problem. It's as good as done. And you're self-made, my friend. Yeah. So cool, right? So good. So cool. Shout out to my coach, Stacey Bayman, for the yeah. self-made comment in her email today because it blew my mind. I literally was like, she did what? Like, <laughs> I know. I felt like Rocky on the top of those steps, right? I read that. I was doing a walk with my dog and I read that email and I was like, oh my gosh, let's go conquer the world. Let's go conquer the world. Yes. Yeah. I totally. And so I just want to share with you, like as we're sitting here recapping your year and I'm listening to you and I'm remembering all these fun stories along the way and how we coached through them. I'm like, my friend April, you did that. It's all yeah. yours. You well, created it. You were a part of it, a big part of it. I love you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with me and being my very first Confident Coaches interview. Listeners, yeah, I you're think a you pro. Good. I'm officially a pro. Yeah, like you're that. a pro. <laughs> and just thank you. You shine bright. I'm so proud of your hard work. Thanks for being on the podcast. And I will see you on the flip side, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, friends. Was I right? 
Wasn't that so good? So much goodness there. So thank you so much to April for sharing your story today with everybody here on the podcast and how you went from completely terrified to believing you can actually create the next level of your coaching business. Watching your confidence grow this past year has been such an honor. And April is like the perfect example of working through the discomfort of believing new things and learning to believe that what you have to offer is absolutely valuable to other people. It's perfect example of the kind of work that we do inside of Competent Coaches Mastermind. Now, the September group is starting soon, and there could be a spot waiting for you. So take me up on the free offer that's coming up next at the end of this podcast. And once you do that, you will find out how you can nab a spot before all of the public does, right? You want to get in on that right there. And don't forget to connect with April on Instagram and on her podcast, 100% Awesome. All right, my friends. Okay, coaches. Until next week, let's go do epic stuff. Friends, I am so excited to offer you a podcast-only treat. I am sharing with you the five-day Unblock Your Confidence mini course. It is only available to the Confident Coaches podcast listeners, and the only way to get your hands on it is right here. Why do you need this course? Well, in this five-day mini course, you will learn why it seems like you struggle with confidence when others don't, how to build trust in yourself, how to get over your fear of failure, how to stop caring so damn much what other people think, and the best thing you can do to unblock your confidence today. All of that in just five days. This is some of my best work waiting for you. Visit www.amylatta.com forward slash unblock confidence to get yours. Again, that's amylatta.com forward slash unblock confidence. Go now and get started today. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff. 